in week two of the January special. This morning, the three speakers were to be Jacob, Alicia, and Lynn. Unfortunately, or not really unfortunately, but Alicia is not able to be with us today. So we have Jacob and Lynn, and I give you each an extra two minutes. You can take 10 minutes each today. So, Jacob, you are up first. Father God, I thank you for Jacob. I thank you, Father, for his heart toward you. I thank you, Father God, for this message that you have laid on his heart for our heart. Um, yeah, just bless him as he blesses us from your word this morning. Amen. I just forgot to say for those of you who weren't here last week, they were um, asked to choose their Bible hero. They couldn't have any of the Trinity, but uh, their Bible hero and share with us why they were their hero and how this hero has affected their life. So, Thank you, Jocelyn. My hero, very unknown person in the Bible, Jabez. Has anyone heard of Jabez? He only fills up about two verses in the middle of First Chronicles. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you haven't heard of him. Um, <clears throat> it's amazing with the Bible. You know, you can take one verse and you can talk about it for months and months sometimes. You know, you can just keep... Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I'm looking at the time. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. First Chronicles, um, it's full of names, historical records, all the way from Adam, all the way through to the exiles and um, of of the Israelites. For example, First Chronicles one verse one: Adam, Seth, Enosh, Kenan, Mahalal, Jared, Enosh, Methuselah, Lamech, Noah. It just carries on, name after name after name. It goes to the Israel's uh, sons, Judah. It goes through um, you know all, all the different clans. It goes, you know. In the middle of this is two verses. And then after these two verses, it carries on with more and more names and names. So it's really easily overlooked because it's one of the least, I think it's one of the least read books in the Bible. Okay, uh, I think I've got the verses. There they are. Thank you. Now, Jabez, this is First uh, Chronicles 4, verse 9 and 10. Jabez was more honorable than his brother's. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. So uh, we don't know much about Jabez himself. He's from the tribe of Judah in the time of the exile. At least that's that's we, they're talking about Judah, the clans of Judah, and they're talking about in the time of exile when Jabez comes in. But that's the only clue that I can find that um, that we know about him. Now his name means pain. It's a direct translation to pain, and it's a little bit different to us in the English. Like, does anyone here know what their name means? I'm sure that a lot of us do. Can I get an example? Just someone call out. It means what? Sorry, the helper. Wow. And could you um, say your name so people that might not know you? Celie. Perfect. And her name means the helper. Now, we wouldn't naturally know her name means the helper, would we? From the English. But in the, in the Israelites, their name is the same word that they use for the meaning. So if I was to say, oh, my leg is in pain, I would say, my leg is in Jabez. You know, so it's a direct, they, they know 
when you say Jabez, you know, oh, it means pain. So imagine if you're in high school and the teacher's given the role. Oh, is um, Andrew here? Is Simon here? Yes, yes. Is pain here? And I imagine quite a few people might be sniggering away, <laughs> you know, or he'd be feeling embarrassed. I'm sure he'd go through embarrassment in his life. So anyway, it's not a very nice name. I've, I've mentioned this to a few people in the past. Um, just, just, I'm saying that Jabez is my someone I can relate to, right? Uh, my name, Jacob, means cheat, deceiver, trickster, that kind of thing. I know. <laughs> it's not a very nice meaning, and I'm sure my parents didn't name me that with that in mind. But uh, I can relate to Jabez. It's, it's a painful name. Um, don't worry, I'm over it now. I've completed it in my past, but in the past I have actually uh, struggled with this meaning, and <laughs> not very nice. I wonder if anyone else here has a name that means something bad. You don't have to raise your hand or anything. Okay, so... Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, what a burden, Trevor. <laughs> okay, um, so not all of us have a bad meaning to our name. So I can relate to Jabez through my own personal name, but other people might have had someone speak a bad word over their life or, you know, and maybe called names from childhood and it, they've been over you up till now, you know, and, and maybe you need to be broken from that, but... Um, so maybe you could relate through um, something that's difficult in your life. Um, I just want to break up this, these two verses a little bit more. Um, oh, by the way, the, um, the title of this message is The Secret to Answered Prayer. Just thought um, I should give you that. So, the prayer. So, so we've got this... We might have this thing, this issue. So mine used to be, it's not now, but it used to be my name means cheat, deceiver, trickster. What am I going to do with this? We're going to pray, right? We're going to ask God to take this off us. So what was Jabez's prayer? He said, he cried out to the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. That's a good thing. We all want our territory to be enlarged. It doesn't necessarily mean a bigger property. It can also mean uh, more influence in our friends, and our family, maybe in our workplace, maybe... Um, move us up, promote us, um, increase our skills, say you're on the band like I am, like, God, please help me play better, sing better. Uh, he can increase us in many ways. So that's a good prayer for us, us all to pray. Um, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me. Of course, we need him to be with us in everything we do, so we can all pray that too. Now, this one is particularly for Jabez, and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. So that was his issue. My issue would be um, cheat, deceive, a trickster. Um, maybe I would pray, um, fill me with integrity and honesty so that I will be free from deceit and trickery. Maybe that. Five minutes. Thank you, Jocelyn. Okay, so um, I'm about halfway through. So what is your prayer for you? Now, I'm, I'm, it's, it's different for all of us. So we've got our issue that we might need to, to clear over our life, ask God to help us directly in that issue. For JBs, it was pain. For us, it might not be pain. Um, okay, and then it says, and God granted his request. So he prayed, and then God answered. Wouldn't you love it if God answered every prayer that we ever prayed? Yeah? I, I do believe that he says, he always answers, he says yes, no, and wait. Sometimes he's silent for a while, but he'll answer in a few years. It, it's a great area, and it's hard to know exactly, and we, we just want God to say, I'm answering your request, you know, straight off, as soon as you ask. 
Um, but there are some things in, in these two verses, some clues um, to get answered prayer that, that I've discovered uh, this morning, actually. <laughs> I thought I had this written, but this morning I keep adding to it. Um, the title is The Secret to Answered Prayer. So what is the secret that we find in these two verses? The very first sentence, Jabez was more honourable than his brothers. I believe this is a big part to play in getting answered prayer. Um, so I've got a few definitions. The definition for honourable, bringing or deserving honour, or believes in truth and doing the right thing and tries to live up to those high principles. The definition for honour is high respect or great esteem, a quality of knowing and doing what is morally right, regard with great respect, fulfil or keep an agreement. And respect is a very similar word to honour. You know, you honour your parents, you respect your parents. It's pretty much the same thing. You're looking up to this person and treating them with the respect they deserve. So the definition of respect, a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by their abilities, qualities or achievements, due regard to the feelings, wishes or rights of others. So Jabez had these qualities, at least he had more qualities, uh, more of this than his brothers. Um, and then he prayed, uh, he had this issue, he prayed for the issue to go away and God granted his request. So I believe, um, in summary, that on uh, being honourable, living an honourable life, God will be there with you. And if you request something that's in his will, if you request, like, oh, please give me lots of ice cream, that's not really in his will for your life. So I doubt that he'll answer. But if you request something that is in line with his will, then he'll answer you. Um, I want to finish with Deuteronomy 5 verse 16, which backs up what I've been saying. Honor your father and your mother as the Lord has commanded you, so that you may live long, and that it may go well with you in the land the Lord your God is giving you. In conclusion, if you are living an honorable life, and what you ask for is in line with God's will, he will grant your request. Thank you, Jacob. Some good truths there. Good truths there. Lynn. Jacob only took eight, so you can go for 12 if you like. <laughs> we, know, we know Lynn loves to go and expand on things, and we love to hear what it is that the Lord is saying through her. So, Father God, I thank you for Lynn. I thank you for the way she so loves your word and keeps reminding all of us to be in it. Father God, I ask you would bless her as she brings the word this morning. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Okay, my favourite person in the Bible is David. So who was David? Well... He was a simple shepherd boy. Nobody knew much about David. His brothers were all out there, but David wasn't. He was out with the sheep. But God knew who David was. And God called David a man after his own heart in 1 Samuel 13, 14. And in 1 Samuel 16, 1, it says, God provided for himself a king among the sons of Jesse. And he sent Samuel to anoint David. The, whole, the two books of Samuel talk about David's life. 
right through. But, you know, the Saul um, was man's choice and he blew it. But David was God's choice for king over Israel. And David reigned for 40 years as king over Israel. And in all of those 40 years, if you read the verses, you will see that he continually inquired of the Lord and did what God told him to do. Now, sometimes we inquire of the Lord and we say, oh, nah, that's, you know, that's a bit hard. Oh, I can't really do that. Nah, that's not me, Lord. And we wait and um, see if he'll come up with something that suits us. Anyway, um, David didn't. David did exactly what the Lord told him to do. And we know David made those mistakes. He, he sinned. And he, it was big time sin, wasn't it? But there was a few small ones in there where he lost a little bit of faith in the Lord when Saul was chasing him all over the country with a javelin or a spear. And he ran, and yeah, wouldn't we? But, you know, it's really the Psalms that David wrote that show us the true heart of David. In, in the Psalms that David wrote, and, you know, David pours out to God everything, everything that David felt, his fears, his regrets, his mistakes, his sins, his, you know, um, even his annoyances and um, he pours those out to God in the Psalms and you can feel David's heart when you read the Psalms and you understand then why God chose David to be the to write, write the majority of the Psalms because God knew that they were coming from a heart that was for him, not out of David. They were coming out of that heart for God. And David talk, he tells us of his love for God, his devotion to God, his delight in the laws and the precepts and the statutes of God, that he meditated on those day and night. David was open and honest with God about everything. And his heart's desire was to do only God's will and bring God glory. But, you know, but when, you, when you read them, you, you can feel it, you can... It, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's just, you know, yeah. And and that, you know, it makes you think about how you want to be like that, how you want your heart to be only for God, to only God's will to be your will. And... And, you know, that desire for, for that, David, you know, David 
just fills your heart with that desire too. And, you know, all the, the things that David did wrong, God was still faithful, you know, and David talks about those and the faithfulness of God and that God forgave him when, when he did wrong, he repented. He was a, a man that was quick to repent. He repented because he knew that what his sins, um, you know, how it, how it um, grieved the heart of God because he was so close to God, he knew his God. And, and you know, there's a, when David um, sinned with Bathsheba and he had um, Uriah killed and he, um, and then he tried to cover, you know, he tried to cover his sins up and, you know, Na- Naaman went to him and, God sent Naaman to him and, and to tell him, hey, you know, this is what you've done. This, And um, and Naaman said to David, why have you despised the word of God? You know, that's, that's hard, isn't it? Why have you despised the word of God? And David repented and said, I, I have sinned against the Lord. That was after he'd been caught out, you know, with Nathan. Um, but in Psalm 51, 1 to 4, David's, that's David's prayer of repentance. And he said, <laughs> and, <laughs> and in that prayer, David said, against you only have I sinned. And that jumped out at me, and I, I thought, yeah, well, <laughs> David's saying that. Against you only have I sinned. And you know, um, it, it, when we think about it, sin by definitions, definition is not wronging another person. It is an assault on the glory of God. When we wrong another person, we go to them and we ask for their forgiveness and they, you know, and hopefully they forgive us. Um, and it is, it's wrong to do that. It's wrong to say something, you know, and hurt another person, say something or do something against another person and hurt them. But ultimately, that sin is against God. It's against his glory. It's against his lordship in our lives. It's, it's, we, we have proclaimed him to be our Lord. And, and when we do commit these sins, we're taking away that lordship. We are, we are doing, we're coming against almighty God. And, you know, sometimes I think, you know, that we take sin too lightly, you know. And um, even though we may confess it, you know, we can, you know, sometimes we're pretty slack. We take time 
to confess things, and sometimes it's pretty blasé, you know, oh, sorry, Lord, you know, I shouldn't have done that, you know, but it isn't coming from a heart, um, a truly repentant heart. It's sort of washed over, the, and sometimes it's said, oh, well, that's who I am, and, oh, you know, I always make that mistake, and, you know, well, um, I think if we... When we do sin, when we do even the little sins, if we bring it back to our mind that against God only have we sinned, then we will know the seriousness of sin and and how it not only affects the people around us and our walk with God, but it's God who is the most hurt by our sin. And... And, you know, even though we do sin, just like with David, he's always faithful and he always puts us back on track and always loves us. But we must remember how hurt um, he will be when we do sin. Okay, that's it. See how good I well, that was awesome, Lynn. That just that clarity of of sin. I think it's interesting that you both kind of really touched on prayer and hearts, people's hearts, honourable hearts, heart toward God. I presume you hadn't spoken to one another about what you were going to be speaking today. It's interesting how the Holy Spirit works when we seek him, isn't it? I'm not telling you who's on next week. You need to come along and find out for yourselves, but it's going to be great. I promise you that it's going to be great. To go out into the week, take with you the truth that our God is great, our God is mighty, and please process that which God has spoken to your heart this morning from those messages that we have heard. Now may you go in peace, love and remembrance of all that Christ has done for you and be glad in it and share it with others. Amen. Have a great week. See you here next week.